Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Allison. Oh hi, Robert. Now, before we get into minute thirteen, I had a, a brief story. I don't know if I've mentioned this been on the show before, but I drive for Lyft as like a backup job to being a teacher sometimes. And this week we talked on the show before about how Tommy like uses his like laugh, the ha ha ha, as like punctuation. This week I had a passenger. We were like, no one talks like that. I had a passenger who's on the phone, like talking to someone in the back seat, and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, thanks." <laughs> and every sentence he would stop with, <laughs> "I'm like, oh, hey, it's Tommy Wiseau." It, it wasn't him, <laughs> but it was totally like that. How was how he talked? I wanted to ask him, like, "Where are you from? <laughs> like, where did you get that?" <laughs> Aw, you you found the silver lining of late stage capitalism. <laughs> oh, hi, Tierney. I noticed a similar thing um, up here, like. Pretty much any time. I think it's just because of how awkward they are, like the cashiers in any of our like supermarkets. Any time you say anything, there's almost just a polite chuckle in response. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same your end, but I just I noticed that especially today, because it was just yeah, it's annoying once you pick up on it. And hi, Luke. Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> now, we we are here to talk about minute thirteen, in which Lisa seems to actually listen to Claudette. Who would like to tell us what happens in this minute? I'm just I'm just chuckling to myself about the seams. Like that's a very good choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> I watched them all straight one after the other, so I didn't I didn't want to introduce it just in case I get yeah. mixed up. They have several conversations, Lisa and Claudette, and during this conversation, it seems like Lisa's listening and taking it in until the end of the conversation. So that's yeah, that's why I go with seams. Yeah, I can say. The the basics are that that conversation ends, the mom leaves, and then Lisa makes a phone call. Yes. Yeah. We talk about what a... And we'll get the introduction of Mark. that rhymes with witch. <laughs> I thought that was... Next? I don't know. I, I have across multiple minutes where it's like, Lisa talks about her mom like right. a teenage girl. It is. Yeah. She's just an angry teenager. <laughs> I'm not sure which minute it was in. I think it, it was either at the end or the start of one of them. That's all I have. It's the end of this one. Okay. Okay. Now, judging by the Disaster Artist book, all of Carolyn Minot's scenes with Lisa, or Claudette and Lisa, uh, were filmed probably in the same day, even though because of the way they were filming, uh, Carolyn Minot had to be on set the entire shoot because Tommy uh, was that way. He kept everyone around so he could invent the schedule as he went. Uh, but there's a chance they were all filmed on the same day. So this is the day that she went to the hospital for dehydration. Uh, <laughs> Possibly. Um, in terms of just, you mentioned a disaster artist book. Yeah. Is it weird that I saw the disaster, the disaster artist film before I saw the room? Like I was aware of the room, but I, the disaster artist was my 
fish. You'd have a better idea of whether that's weird. Um, I didn't, so I don't know I how don't weird that is. Yeah. I'm sure um, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can get the disaster artist like in the in like many stores here in the UK, but the room I had you had to pay for like import and everything, so it was just easier. Probably more people have seen the disaster artist than have seen the room, so I guess hmm. it's. Not that I bought the room since, but it cost yeah. like thirty pound or something to get the import. Um, but it's yeah, not it was worth that, that. Because, because I had to, I had to buy it with his the neighbors TV series because ah. it was sold out on its own. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I put the request in for the signed picture, so that was nice. Nice. Did you get any of his underwear though? Uh, I didn't. No. Oh. Although the signed picture has got on the back of it the underwear. Ad. <laughs> yeah. You see, there's one of them in every one of the DVD cases yes, as well. Yes, just, yeah. there is. I should have got it, but it'd just be very expensive import for a pair of underwear. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it is expensive underwear. Yeah. Claudette says, uh, well, she's in the middle of a sentence. She said, I know, man, I wasn't born yesterday. I'm glad you're listening to your mother. Nobody else listens to me. And Lisa's... I, I swear this is something I've said to either my mother or one of my sisters before. I think you're probably right about that. <laughs> no that was a dig. I should have written it down because I'm like, I know that there's a dig in there. And then, like, as soon as we start recording, my mind, like, blank. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. This is such a trap for this mom. <laughs> <laughs> Kids don't actually listen to their parents. <laughs> I like how all the dialogue in the film sort of feels like a really bad children's show. Just like everything has been so explicitly mentioned. Um, and that, that made me chuckle uh, this time around. Well, yeah. It, Claudette says, I'm glad you're listening to your mother. Then she says, you're right about that mom. And I'm glad you're listening to your mother. Again, like, we get it. That's her mother. Hmm. But yeah, it's, they're spelling everything out, repeating things. Yeah, did you know that Mark's his best friend? At least it's his future wife. It took me a few times watching it, like probably like the fifth time watching it, for me to catch that that was a dig. She does it really well. Just like with the way that she delivers it. And the mom just keeps yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't even catch mm-hmm. it. Mm-mm. No, this poor mom is just like, I've made a positive contribution here. <laughs> well, better get out of here. Like, oh, man. Oh, can can I just like ask why, why, why? why Lisa is dressed like this for a conversation with her mother. Cause I didn't see the beginning of this scene and I have only seen this movie once in theater. So I'm kind of a little bit lost <laughs> <laughs> and it's not appropriate. The beginning of this one was them walking in, right? They had been out or is that the later conversation? I don't know. This conversation has been going on for like three minutes. It's not like every conversation. <laughs> she looks like she's wearing a slip, like a sexy slip. <laughs> it's it's awkward. Oh yeah, it looks like lingerie. See, <laughs> um, just about like the room in general. I remember the first time I saw this, which is only a couple of months ago. I was watching it, and I deliberately heard that it it's best when watched with someone else. Mm. So I genuinely just like got my mum to sit in the room with me because there was no one else available, <laughs> oh! um, and she she enjoyed uh she enjoyed how bad it was. I had to go off to. Uh, a baptism course I had because I was baptized recently, and and she asked if she could carry on watching while I was out, and that's the only time it's ever happened with a film. And the film that she seemed to enjoy the most was The Room. Was the room. <laughs> a lot of people really like how bad it is. Yeah, it has a massive cult following. Yeah, 
Yeah, some some bad movies are hard to watch. This one's easy to watch. I had it on in the background today while I was editing a documentary I'm making for my coursework. It's not good of, a good film to have on in the background because when it's on in the background, it's just a bad <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, I saw this in I saw this in a theater at a midnight showing where people like brought things in through like the Rocky Horror Picture Show experience. Yeah. Like it yeah. was a it was a whole experience, and that was really fun. And then I felt no desire since then to watch it. I really want to see it in the theater, but. Um, because it's not been officially released in the UK, there's no actual age rating for it, so it's automatically mm. 18 plus. And oh, me, as a 15 year old, I got to wait a few <laughs> years. I was chatting with the head of age ratings uh, of the BBFC the other week, though. Um, he was quite surprised they haven't done anything with it yet. But I suppose it depends on what Wiseo wants to do, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. That was the weirdest, nerdiest name drop I've done. Sorry. <laughs> I, no, I, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I want to say I will call out when. Even in a bad movie, sometimes you have good things. And I just want to thank whoever included the door closing audio. Because <laughs> we hear the door open <laughs> with the mom, and then there's like a really long pause. But the door does close. That's the sort of thing that they just sort of realize partially in post as a sort of, oh, heck, we haven't closed the door. <laughs> sort of a continuity fix or something. <laughs> I felt a great sense of closure. Oh. Well, Post the post production would have mostly been done by professionals, so yeah, they would have included I just, things that could have fixed. Even yeah. in bad movies, you gotta call out the good when yeah. you see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I also I like the it's it's silly, but I like that Claudette like boops Lisa's nose before she. <laughs> it, it makes him feel like this might actually be her mother. You know, they have a thing yeah. that they do, and so yeah, Claudette leaves. Yeah, it's a nice contrast to the infuriating decor of this house which is all personless photos (laughs) and like i get it you're decorating a set but it's obnoxious like it's awful (laughs) and so after claudette leaves uh lisa says thanks mom and makes her phone call next to the curtains of haze code sex Mark's introduction here was filmed in mid-September 2002, about six weeks into production, while the crew was building a new rooftop set because Tommy decided to have an extra rooftop scene after they took down the previous one. And at this point, Mark was a little upset about how long the filming was taking and wasn't in a very good mood. What? No! (laughs) You can't tell that at all from his voice. And he he put on the sunglasses specifically because Tommy didn't like them. Ah, <laughs> oh, that makes me love them. Yeah. Him in the car really reminds me of, uh, yeah, I think Sebastian in Cruel Intentions, just that sort of oh, style. Of yeah, I was getting major, and this is blasphemous, but Paul Walker in the first Fast and the Furious movie vibes. Yeah, yeah. The hair. Now, regarding the car, um, Stereo drove Illumina, but Tommy didn't think it was fancy enough. And Tommy had a Mercedes but he wouldn't let them use it because of license plate issues, even though they're filming inside the car. <laughs> so they used a, blue, a Buick that belonged to someone in the crew. <laughs> and uh, Juliet Daniel, because everyone was always on set, was standing right next to the car saying her lines. I had a really good time looking through, because I was looking at her and Greg's IMDb because I'm like, 
how much is this their bad actors and how much is this the room? And I came down on the side of it's the room. But I love there's there's a few images of her from other things. And there's a still of her in. Oh, shoot. I just said. Oh, have you checked on Denny? First of all, great title for a movie. Yeah, uh, it looks exactly. If you want to know what I looked like when I was having a bad day in middle or high school, go look at this picture of Julia Danielle <laughs> because it is ex- like I. If you told me that was me, circa nineteen ninety six, I would believe you. <laughs> what is? Have you checked on Denny? Like, has anyone seen this? I'm just mm. reading it's, it, and I'm, it's a short film, right? Yeah, it's just intriguing. <laughs> trying to remember if i watched it she gets terrifying phone call from tommy wiseau it's a it's a comedy horror and tommy wiseau is not played by tommy wiseau well no he, was, he was clearly too good wasn't for this made by him yet. <laughs> yeah. tommy probably wouldn't have approved there's also there's also i i don't think i've actually watched that one but there's a really good series called the room actors where are they now mm. that's produced by robin paris who plays lisa's friend she's a blank on her name so what did you think of the the cast playing them in the disaster artist? Like do you think Franco's worked and I think James Franco did a pretty it, it was bordering a little too much on parody, but there were he had his moments where he 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 kept it. Like he was consistent so it seemed more like a thing. And if you meet Tommy Wiseau in person, he also seems like a parody of himself. So it works. In hmm. honestly, I I think I only watched the disaster artist because of Alison Brie. She wasn't in it that much, but you know. No, no. I still haven't seen it, so I'm the odd man out. <laughs> it's just interesting seeing Dave Franco and Alison Brie being a couple on film as well as in real life. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of couples, does anyone buy this? I mean, listen to Mark's voice. He's not into like read the room, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very busy. What's going on? He's not busy. <laughs> he he is. He's sitting in a parking lot. As according to Cicero, he's an undercover narcotics cop on a stakeout. <clears throat> but the script, of course, never had any backstory for Mark. He's just Mark. Is it true, as said in the Disaster Artist film, that like Tommy had the idea that uh, maybe Johnny was a vampire? Yes. Is that mm-hmm. a, okay? This the script you can find online. Um, one version you can find online still has a scene where he makes his car fly because he's a vampire. <laughs> Yeah. Now, in the script, Lisa does ask, busy doing what? But in the film, no, she's just like, we'll talk about it now. Oh, I have questions next minute. Or critiques less minute. I don't know how to phrase that. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> well, and like her line, whenever you say we'll talk about it later, we never do. We've just met Mark. We don't really know Lisa. And so it's mm-hmm. like... This is their relationship in a nutshell. It's brilliant storytelling is what it is. Can I make you all feel old by saying that The Room came out before I was born? (laughs) (laughs) I was feeling very dated with that phone. It's been a while. (laughs) But here was The Room. 2003. Three. Okay. I was 2004, so... Yeah, I I didn't see it until um what, five six years ago. Whenever um yeah. Cinema Sins did their Everything Wrong with the Room video, I went and found the movie to watch it. 
I do remember when it came out, though, because I saw that billboard and thought it was some horror film. I don't... I, I just remember people talking about it, and then they did midnight showings of it at this... There's an independent theater in Cleveland Corner. Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland Circle at in Boston. Might be technically in Brooklyn, but whatever, in Boston. People have been talking about it and saying, like, okay, we have to, like bring a spork and I don't know. It was just weird. And I was like, all right, sure. I'll go along for the ride. And it was, it was an experience. It is. The best part was there were two theater, there were two screens in the theater and both were doing midnight showings, but the one next to us was slightly ahead or slightly behind us. So when they do the long pan across the bridge and you're yelling, we heard the other room doing it slightly <laughs> off. <laughs> This is entertaining. And then you had to figure out how to get home at three in the morning after the uh, public transit has stopped running. The one thing I noticed, especially this time around when I was sort of rewatching The Room today, is how much in the sex scenes he's trying to make them be like an iconic cinema moment. Like the mm. Oh, yeah. Filming through the, the curtains around the bed and filming past the candles. Yeah. Like and, and the, the music, especially, it's like he was trying to really sort of get like a ghost or Titanic sort of feel well, the curtains all are already going here and there isn't even sex yet <laughs> <laughs> well there was sex already once oh but but no <laughs> i swear like if you just skim through the film you'd probably get to a sex scene very quickly mm. oh yeah yeah you're very brave watching this with your mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm so glad that these three minutes are just for you <laughs> Many a time when I was young, uh, I was watching, I would watch any movie we rented any time, no matter what it was. And my mom would sometimes rent movies that, in retrospect, I have no idea why she picked them, because they obviously were going to have, like, sex scenes and weird stuff, and she's very conservative. But I would stick around and watch whatever it was, and it would get awkward. Mm. But yeah, from what we said before, like, I've had... I've had a lot of stuff because my parents uh, like if there's any film that I'm like slightly younger um than I than the like UK age rating for my I will watch them with my parents and mm-hmm. so we've sort of got used to that but it's still extremely awkward and even worse if I'm watching on my own and it's always the moment the parents walk in that it's like oh, yeah. something infamously I wanted to start watching when um I loved the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So when they said they were making a TV show of it, I literally, I remember yeah. petitioning my parents and I already liked Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I was like, look, you don't understand. I need to watch the show. I know I'm only 12 and it says it's for 14 and older, but I need to watch it. And so the compromise <laughs> we came up with was I could watch it if my dad watched it with me. Uh, yeah. And so my dad and I watched all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then, because we were watching the WB and commercials were happening, we watched Dawson's Creek together. Nice. <laughs> and so my, it, I mean, it's just a teen drama. Yeah. yeah. But like me and my dad, and my dad like called so many relationships before they happened. I'm like, that would never happen. They hate <laughs> each other. And he's like, Charity, that's flirting. Like they're going to fall in love. Trust me. And two seasons later, he'd be like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the weird, the weird thing with like the UK age ratings though is the box set for Angel is rated eighteen, and I'm mm. really like I did the uh, of course logical thing and contacted the British Board of Film Classification. Of course, and, as you uh, do. <laughs> they released an entire podcast about it <laughs> upon my request, wow. um, which is brilliant. And it's because of an implied off-camera moment of torture, and it's like I, I don't get some of these. Yeah, I mean. I think I watched that episode with my parents. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> it's, 
It's still like daytime TV. It's not for kids, but yeah, yeah it's not. <laughs> it's definitely more adult than Buffy, but I don't know if it's enough for that distinction in ratings. But the UK ratings are mm, yeah. more concrete on that. Yeah, Buffy's rated 15, but most of them are 12s. Mm. And with Angel, most of them are rated 12, a few of them are 15, and then one of them's an 18. But I mean, a similar thing with uh, Doctor Who and Torchwood. Like, I think I started watching Torchwood when I was 12. Uh, I watched the first episode of Torchwood I saw with my nan, because she had a thing for John Barham. Nice. (laughs) So I got my nan to watch it, and it was a whole episode about cannibals, and uh, she didn't seem to enjoy that so much. (laughs) She, like, grabbed my hand, and I was like, no, I'm fine. She's like, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Like, I think Torchwood was i don't know if any of you watched torchwood yes, um, yes. yeah i think to the first series of torchwood felt like it was just like oh we can be adult and then it was like oh here's a random sex scene and here's some swear words for no reason uh-huh it's just but like children of earth was like the peak of torchwood <laughs> yeah the first season of torchwood was like the child-friendly doctor who mixed with really adult scenes Sometimes they didn't, tw- and sometimes they didn't go together very well. Yeah, as a twelve-year-old, it felt so cool and grown up. <laughs> and then, like, I, I, I rewatched it through. Like, I mean, no, it's only three years later. But I rewatched it through this year, and I was like, this is just not good. <laughs> but the the first episode of series two has like the greatest line in television, which is, "Have you ever seen? Have you seen a blowfish driving a sports car?" Which I think I don't know if any line has beaten that. <laughs> now back to the minute. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I'm Lisa <laughs> says, uh, I can't wait till later. I want to talk right now. You owe me one anyway. Now I'm going through the script minute by minute. So I don't know if this comes back. Knowing a lot of the rest of the script, it doesn't. But in the script, she specifically says, you owe me one anyway. Remember when Johnny saved your life? Remember it was all because of me telling him to do it. <gasps> Whoa. And. I have no idea the context because I don't know if it comes up later. I haven't read ahead, and it's cer- it's not something that's in the movie. That is not what I thought he owed her for. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of things in this film that don't have context. I don't think it's just <laughs> yeah, it's like Vampire yeah. Johnny saved him at some point. Yeah, this movie likes to drop in serious mm, things yeah. and then just not address them again, like cancer. Has a breast cancer because <laughs> she definitely has breast cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how they genuinely just carry on with their conversation. It's just... And then, Mark, okay, all right, what do you want to talk about? And Lisa's wonderful line, she's a stupid bitch. You can't say that word in front of a 15-year-old. I'm not in front of him. He's like thousands of miles from me. (laughs) You found the loophole. (laughs) Young ears. Any more comments on the content of the minute? I would say just keep in mind that I pointed out one of these people is much more into this conversation than the other. Yes. It's just, it's going to color the next minute for me a bit. But before we go, we have notes from a midnight screening, which Tierney, you can jump in because you've been to one of these. Notes from a midnight screening. When Claudette says nobody else listens to me, several people in the audience will scream out, because you're a woman. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember if we did or if I just blocked that out after the 2016 election. <laughs> <laughs> when when Claudette leaves, so she's got to go, someone will yell out, you just got here. And whenever, Cla- whenever Claudette touches Lisa, when she touches her nose, someone will scream cancer. 
Do people attend the, the screenings with like a script? Um, so. Not written down, but there are people yeah. like the place you go to see it in LA is right next to UCLA. So the crowd is often uh, like a thousand, I don't know how many seats it is, several hundred to a thousand seats of drunk college students yeah. that go often. It's a screened every month and some of them go every month. Well, our cinemas must be really tiny here then because like, I think we only got like... It's 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 one of the few big ones. Yeah. It's not a uh, yeah. single it, oh, Most of them are smaller. <laughs> I went like our, our Odeon cinema near us has recently like done a new update thing and there's like 30 seats in there and that's it yeah it's really nice because they're like recliner chairs and everything but it's like mm-hmm. it's only 30 and somehow there were still only like four of us in there went to see greta and then one of my favorite responses in the screening is when lisa like looks all upset before she says thanks mom and there's a there's a pause for a moment mm-hmm. someone will say dear diary my mom's a bitch <laughs> and it fits perfectly yeah. with the look on her face i was gonna say i remember yelling bitch but i couldn't remember when <laughs> And then, of course, when she goes to make the phone call with Mark, she is sitting next to the photos of the spoons, so everyone screams spoons and throws plastic spoons at the movie. I really want to go to one of these. (laughs) I have four of those spoons right here in my hand right now that I picked up last time (laughs) as a souvenir. The floor afterward is full of spoons. (laughs) There. Now, I have no idea what phone they used for this. Greg Sestero says it was a really clunky cell phone, but the charging marks on the bottom of it suggest it's a cordless from a house. Oh. And so usually someone will be like, why do you have a landline in your car (laughs) when you fix it up? Because, yeah, it has the little metal things at the bottom. I did not query it because this was before my time. (laughs) It could be a car phone that that works that way, but it's unlikely. It's a crew member's car. If it had been like Tommy's car that they used. And he's holding it. Like a cell phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not connected. I feel like car phones usually still had a cord. It's it's possible. I should I should try to figure out what phone it is. It's 2003 cell phone. Maybe that's exactly what it looked like. Oh, that is before its time. <laughs> Actually, 2003, they probably would have been smaller. That was when phones were really small, and then they started getting yeah. big again. But it could have been old. Yeah, they, from, from Google, they seem to look considerably smaller, yeah. As someone who had a cell phone in 2003, the size didn't throw me off, but I just assumed it was a flip phone. I didn't notice the charger marks. Yeah. That's all I have for this minute. So, Tierney, if the listeners like hearing you, where can they hear more of you? Oh, hi. I'm Tierney Steele. I, uh, I posted a few Movies by Minutes podcasts. Probably the easiest way to find them is to go to onesteelsister.com. Uh, Steel is S-T-W-L-E, and that has links to the four Movies by Minutes podcast I'm involved in. Well, it has links to three because the fourth is still forthcoming, but it will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it has links to most of my guest appearances, and I'll get the rest updated probably later this week. Okay, that's where you can find me. <laughs> okay, and Luke? I'm on Twitter at um, Please Be Seated. Um, no, no, I'm not. Sorry. I'm on Twitter at Please Be Tweeted. <laughs> With my uh, podcast, um, I am at Llama underscore Bottle Zero. I can't remember why that's me. Uh, I don't do any move by minutes other than guesting on them, but my show, Please Be Seated, is on most podcast platforms where uh, there's only like seven episodes, but myself and a special guest will review a film of their choice. You can also find um, my short films on YouTube at Bottle O Productions. 
uh, please be seated as on Facebook and or you could email me for some reason at lallenfilm at outlook.com but it's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project in this case The Room The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio you can find more content at lemmingdrops.com follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media if you've got any stupid comments after the show you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook if you like what you hear throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice Thank you for listening, and remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us! <laughs>